0: That's in the Bible, episode 15. Is water baptism necessary for salvation?
1: Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, sage from the chastening rod, seek the way pilgrims trod.
0: Away. Jesus is Hello and welcome back to That's Night in the Bible. My name is Eric and glad you could join us today and also joining us via Skype, which is that internet thing that we all don't have to be in the same room, even though it kind of does sound like we are. And uh, joining me today again are the regulars Steve and Matt. How are you guys today?
1: Doing real good. Doing real good. I, I have to wait for uh, for Matt to say something so I don't jump on top of him and uh, both of us talk at the same time. That's one of the bad things about not seeing each other right? with the Skype thing, but uh, it works out well. I, I'm really enjoying this.
0: Because if you see him, you can see Matt holding up his hand, which means nobody yeah. talk but me. Right?
2: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I can't help it. I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I can't tell that. <laughs> not as much as you, though, Steve. That's for sure. Oh, wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I'm not pretty calm and collected over here. And Steve, <laughs> Steve likes
0: to sing. Steve, you going to do a solo for us one day, or get the uh, family on
1: Skype? Skype No, Skype. Well, I don't think. I,
0: what we should do is really uh, get some more recording time and get your. Well, family. that
1: means you guys would have to come over here. Yes, that does mean. that. See that, that long, long pause there. <laughs> Put the kibosh to it right there. No, that
0: does mean that. Actually, we were there last weekend.
1: Were you really? And you didn't come and see me. We didn't I get am hurt. We didn't get I there.
0: T- we didn't get there until late Saturday afternoon. Oh. Went to uh, see my parents. My mom had been ill. She's doing yes. better now. And then we uh, went to church at First Bible Baptist in Lockport, and uh, came back, got some eat, and hit the road again.
2: But see, Dad, what Steve doesn't tell you is that his phone was off the hook the whole weekend. So either way, we wouldn't have got
1: a hold of him. Wait a minute. I put it on. <laughs> that <It's not laughs> right, Steve? Was, but I got it back on Sunday morning. So uh, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the prayer meeting. You know, we, we had, uh, we call it prayer in a home. We, a uh, uh, number of people from our church get together and we're praying for uh, souls to get Amen. saved, we're praying for revival, and we're praying for the power of God to in the preaching of the Word of God at our church and and other places as well. But Amen. those uh, those three things are, are are near and dear to our hearts, and we're looking and asking and praying God to to do something uh, miraculous here in our area, in our church, and and uh, trying to be faithful in that. So I turned the turned the uh, phone off and. And uh, got doing some other things and forgot to hook it back up again.
0: <laughs> well, that's easy to do. Amen. See, and, uh, I, you know, I, last time we got together and recorded the Doctrine of the Great Deep, um, I was asleep at the Switch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm <bad. laughs>
0: and left the And uh, left the mic on. And, you know, I even heard it through the headphones and thought, man, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for some reason it didn't dawn on me. I should have cut my own mic off while, while the Steve was doing the his uh, his uh, episode. But
1: um, sorry, Steve. Undaunted, I persevered through. Indeed, it was.
0: It was. You were out there in the deep, all right, and uh and, uh, <laughs> and Satan was buffeting at the same time. Uh, well, <laughs> but it's it was a good it was a good uh, episode. And thanks again for doing
1: that. I, I praise the Lord. Amen
0: so what's new what What have you guys been up to
2: well i just uh the Lord's really been working at my work uh It's just been just such a blessing uh I work at a orthopedic clinic i'm an x ray tech and and uh, the Lord's just blessed me with a great job and and I praise the Lord for that uh but he's also just given me so many opportunities he's just he's given me so much favor with uh a lot of people that I work with just to be able to bring the gospel to them and and just uh you know allow that seed to just uh you know germinate and and I'm just praying. Uh, you know, what's happened so far is just amazing. Just in the past couple of weeks, actually, uh, an office that I really don't go to very much. Uh, my, my, um, uh, my business only has uh, seven offices. So what I do is I go, I usually stay at two offices that I work at, kind of go back and forth. But there's this one office that's way out there that I only go maybe once a month. And there's this man, uh, John, his name is. He's probably about 22 years old. Just I've never seen somebody that's not saved get so excited about the Word of God. And, you know, I, I talk to him uh, probably once or twice a month about it, and just not as much as I'd like to because we don't see each other very much. But what happened is actually every time I would talk to him and just, I mean, we would talk about the Bible for hours while I'm there. And what I didn't know what would happen was he'd go back um, into the lunchroom uh, afterwards, and he tell uh, about four other women exactly what I had told him. You know, the best of his knowledge. I mean, here's a lost man that is uh, pretty much preaching the gospel, uh, <laughs> you know, to these other to these other women. I mean, if God doesn't have a hand in that, then I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. And uh, and man. what actually happened as a result of that is, um, uh, you know, he came back and told me probably about a month ago. Hey, you know, I've been telling. I didn't know he was doing this. He told me about a month ago. He's like, uh, and I've been, you know pretty much preaching to him for two years, and he just told me a month ago, you know, these women really want to uh, have a Bible study with you, you know. So here at work, uh, about a month ago, I had a Bible study with these women, about four or five uh, people there, and uh, we kind of closed the doors a little bit and just had a Bible study for about an hour, just going through the gospel, also going through a lot of questions that they had. And as a result, one of the saved women that were there, she's born again, she asked me, she took me aside and said, would you be uh, willing to come to my house? And uh, witness to my mother and also my son that's 12 years old. You know, they have a lot of questions. And I said, I would love to, anytime you have a chance. So just last week, just last Tuesday, I went over to uh, to her house and just went through the scriptures with them and, and uh, answered any of the questions that they had. Was out there for two and a half hours, and they were just soaking it up. And, you know, to tell you the truth, Jake, her son, looked like he wasn't very interested at all. You know, he was looking towards the floor. and, and But the grandmother was just so into it. And so I just kept- w- witnessing to all of them, and it come come to find out <clears throat> finally uh Jake's mother, the one, woman that saved, said you know to Jake, you know it's just opening the door, you know God is the door- is the door, but you have to open that door, and all of a sudden, Jake, her son said, "I want to open that door." And it was like, it was one of these things where, you know, her mother was like, did a double take. She's like, what was that? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I want to open that door. You know, I don't want to die and go to hell. You know, I, wa- I want to be for sure that I'm going to heaven. You know, he had tears in his eyes and what a blessing that was. And and just, I went through the Bible again with him and I said, you have to understand your sin and you deserve hell. You know, all this stuff and went through it with him. And he said, I want to know right now. I want to accept him as my savior. You know, I want to pray to him right now and praise God. I mean, <laughs> he accepted the Lord. Uh, on Tuesday. And what a blessing. I mean, I spent another half hour with them showing that you can't lose your salvation and just getting them a little bit grounded. And I gave them a great book by James Knox called, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Great Foundation or or Basic Foundation. I can't remember what it is, Bible Foundation, but a real great book for uh, somebody that just gets saved. And I said, man, you got to stay in that book. And and before I left, he said, uh, don't worry about it. He said, right when you get out of here, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to read the Bible. You know, So he was, I mean, you could just see he got just got excited. I mean, going from a from somebody that just looked like he wasn't interested at all to just so excited now, you know, that he's gotten saved. And, and, uh, he said to his grandmother, cause she was real, uh, didn't want to get saved after that. And, uh, he said, grandma, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, teach you everything, you know, and, and I don't want to be up there in heaven all by myself. You know, I don't want you to go to hell. You know, he was pretty much <laughs> preaching to her when I was leaving. And, uh, so praise the Lord. I mean, uh, if you can pray for, uh, for me at work, just to keep, you know, just, uh, Being able to witness and just what a great opportunity the Lord has been giving me, and I praise God for that.
0: Amen. 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 But what about Voltaire? What would Voltaire have
2: said? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, if yeah, I was telling my dad about we were going door knocking. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and this man just kept quoting Voltaire you know this great philosopher or whatever and and I'm just like man you know he's going over the trinity and I said Voltaire didn't even know what the trinity was man and and uh you know I just went through scriptures with him and I'm gonna actually talk a little bit about that whole uh thing in my in my study tonight uh but uh we'll go over a little bit about that uh, that uh opportunity that I had with uh the man with Voltaire so
0: <laughs> you get all kinds don't you sometimes yeah <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely
1: absolutely <laughs>
0: Oh boy! So, Steve, you've been busy out there in uh, beautiful, sunny downtown Buffalo, New York.
1: Uh, I'm, uh, you know, just sowing, sowing seed, and uh, you know, trying to uh, be consistent and, and uh, uh, trying to have an effect on on people's hearts. You know, like uh, Matt was saying, it you know, took two years with this guy to the the technician, anyway. That um, yeah. uh, I don't know if you got all the way through the story or skipped part of it anyway, but but sometimes it just takes a while for some people to get a hold of it. You don't know where they're at in that, and I'll say salvation process. I'll, I know salvation's not a process itself, but what people go through and the different stages that they're in is is somewhat of a process, if you give me a little bit of liberty with that term. Um, so some people are ripe and ready when you, when you meet them, and some people are you know, got to plow some more and, and uh, sow some more and water some more. So just continue to do that, getting ready for uh, uh, ecumenical service that uh, the Baptists are finally getting a chance to, to head up. And uh, we're going to be doing some things with the, the servicemen uh, here in East Aurora and, and uh, an opportunity to, uh, to sing And to preach, I've got a a fellow pastor, uh, neighboring church, good brother in the Lord that's going to be preaching and uh, has promised me it would be a salvation message. So praise God for that. And uh, 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 some of these people that go to these ecumenical services that are used to a certain kind of thing, (laughs) they're going to have a surprise, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm going to be sitting there waiting, kind of, scanning the uh the audience however many are there and and engaging their faces i kind of <laughs> looking forward to that so um, so anyway we're kind of looking forward to that hopefully we can uh, get a hold of some people and and expose them to the truth and right. and uh, hopefully they'll trust the lord as their savior
0: amen sounds good
2: yeah just a just to finish up that story yeah I, I actually cut it off too short uh the uh the man john that was going out and witnessing to uh... those women in the lunchroom she i actually worked with him again today and it was kind of a flute thing that i was going out there i wasn't really supposed to go to that office today but i went and uh... we were real busy there but you know i had a couple opportunities to witness to him again and uh... he was getting scared you know i could see it in his face and we were talking a little bit about you know the the problems we're having with north korea right now with all the nuclear weapons you know they're get, trying to get armed and everything and and he was getting scared you know and i said and, and right when I was about to say, um, you know, well, what's stopping you from getting saved? You know, what, what's stopping you from accepting Christ as your Savior right now? So I started to say that, and he started to talk, too, right at the same moment. And then he's like, oh, no, go ahead. So I said that to him. And he said, you know what? That's exactly what I was just going to say to you, you know. And he said, you know, last week I, I had—, ex- I had you know said the lord i uh, you know prayed the lord I, I know that i'm on my way to hell i know it is i know i deserve hell you know i accept you as my savior and and i know that you can save my soul you know and and so praise the lord i mean if if he's not saved you know he asked if uh you know if we should go through the prayer together and i said definitely you know and and unfortunately we just got so slammed i wasn't even able to uh be able to take him in the corner and just uh pray that prayer with him but but praise the Lord, I mean, just to see, yeah, I mean, you know, the the way that God has used all those people at my work. And, and I just pray for John, you know, hopefully that uh, if he's not saved, that the Lord will give me another opportunity real soon here to be able to lead him to the Lord. Amen. How about you, Dad? What's new with you?
0: <laughs> Bit of a pause there, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: we are waiting for you to fill it. (laughs) You're the uh, mediator here.
0: I'm the pause filler.
2: The one mediator between Steve and Matt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The man, uh, Eric Sutton.
0: (laughs) Oh, let's see. Um, My job also involves me at some point uh, making some home visits, and uh, I had the opportunity last week to make a bunch of home business because we were in the car and so i was with a woman from work who um well we had a chance to to do a little chatting and i think uh i think um she's got some things to think about and and uh it's always tough though because it's you know you're not being paid to preach you're not being paid to witness while you're at work and so you have to kind of balance that out with what they're ready for and what they're asking for and so but it was it was good. She uh she listened. I gave her a um uh one of our little cards that's in the Bible. I asked her to take a listen to it and uh she hasn't told me that she has yet, so
1: maybe she hasn't. <laughs> I'm sure you would hear if she had.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's pretty liberal, so yeah. um i'm sure i would but i you know we were talking about uh where people are at some people you know it falls on stony ground and some mm-hmm. have you know are maybe a little bit more receptive and and uh have been witnessed to before and i think about that now and i i went to the grocery store tonight and i gave a young fella at the the cash register a track and i was making some small talk with him before and i pulled out a chick track and I handed it to him and said here's something to read for you while you're you know on your break or you, you get a few moments of downtime. And he kind of smiled and he thought it was like maybe joking. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> wasn't sure what it was and he kind of looked at it and uh I said that's a gospel track tell you a little bit about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he he I don't know if he got a little embarrassed I think and and there was nobody else at the at the register and and as I walked away I saw him he had opened it was was looking at it. So you have to you have to think you know like what if has he ever seen one of those has he heard that before and, yeah. you know and it's it's kind of you kind of wish also that you 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 could uh, and sometimes I know you do you get you get to hear a little bit about the follow up if you run into them again um but it's I guess you know it's it is also a privilege being able to have a part in in that too
1: amen you know, and. Uh, you going to say something yeah i was, I was going to say some uh prayer meeting uh, tonight someone gave a testimony that they had been out on visitation and uh they had come across a uh oh, young man probably late teens maybe maybe early 20s and uh the uh, person that had talked to him uh, was asking uh, you know what do you believe and so forth and and uh, Kind of get the conversation started and, and give them a little bit of a chance to to say something and and obviously finding out where they're coming from so that you know what what you can come back with and and um, he said well you know thinking about living a little bit you know dying coming back and something he said well you you must believe in reincarnation yeah something like that and uh, you know conversation went on and, and they presented the gospel and that was the first time he had ever heard the gospel. Wow. And and you'd think you know I had never heard about Jesus Christ dying in his place or anything else yeah. and you'd think that you know living in America with all the media and everything else that we have around that somehow they'd hear it somewhere some, but you know this person that uh, you know dealt with him had no reason to believe that he was pulling her leg or, or or anything else and it's just amazing to me that, that uh, you know, you could live in this country and, and not know about Jesus Christ. But, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, they made the comment that, that the parents had brought him up to believe ac- absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, no spiritual background at all. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, you're probably finding that more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the scandals with... Uh, with uh, the Roman Catholic Church going on now and, and just the, uh, the anti-Christian sentiment that's going on, anti-religious sentiment that's going on, um, you know, you're, you're going to find that more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, evolution being preached um, in the schools without any uh, alternative, <laughs> yeah. given free, free, free time uh you know the kids are are coming up without any understanding at all of what you know maybe they've heard about Jesus Christ but they have no idea what the gospel is mm-hmm. so we ought to be prepared and ready to give the tell the old old story amen amen, amen.
0: and i wonder wonder now with the uh you know the cable tv and bil- you know billions of channels it seems and the internet and and all of the things i mean you you've got so many more choices for media today than we ever had you know like when we were growing up steve where you right. had the major networks and a few other channels and that was about it that was it um you know we lived in buffalo lockport uh close enough to the canadian border that you could actually get more channels because you get get some canadian channels too right. but like when billy graham when the crusade was on you know that was like one of the main channels that it would dominate the airwaves for a couple of absolutely
1: hours. Absolutely,
0: you don't see that anymore there's there's so maybe it is possible that the younger people today can don't ever have to be exposed to it you know they can just avoid it
2: right well you know I mean, like I was telling you, John at work he's he never heard the gospel before, and it's more and more that I'm seeing that now, like especially we do a basketball ministry on uh Tuesday nights. And, uh, every time I go out to basketball, every Tuesday, I always give a track at least to at least one person that I can find on the other side of the court, you know, people that don't play with us. And, uh, every time I ask them, they say, I've never heard the gospel before. I've never heard this before preached. And I would say pretty much most of the teens from, or not even teens, but even about my age, I would say from like 24 years old down have, uh, I would say a majority of problem now, probably now have never heard the gospel, which is pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, just another reason why we should be doing our part. You know, each one of us as Christians to to get the word out. And I know, I know sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't think he would want to hear this, or I don't think he would want this track, or you know. Sometimes I talk myself out of it. But sometimes, like tonight, the Holy Spirit is like, y- you really need to do this, and it, and it yep. you just feel better after you do it too. Amen. Uh, right? Being fine. obedient. Amen. All right. Well, let's go ahead and and uh, move on to our next segment, and uh, that is our quote of the day. And Steve, I believe you have uh, the quote there.
1: Yeah, I've got something here. It's uh, from the Life columns in the Buffalo News. It's kind of a a section that they have where they talk about celebrities and and incidental things that'll happen. But this one happens to be from. Uh, uh, former Beatle Paul McCartney asked fans uh, asked fans to go meatless on Monday to help slow, slow global warming by reducing the amount of gaseous emissions from farm animals. Cow- I hear you <laughs> laughing, Eric. How does Cow's- he say that with a straight face? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm holding back my laughter <laughs> trying to read it. It goes on to say cows, pigs, and sheeps are sheeps. <laughs> Can we strike this and start again? No. <laughs> no, we can't. Come on. Cow- See, pigs was already uh, pluralized, <laughs> and I pluralized sheeps there, too. So cows, pigs, and sheep, bred by human consignments. Uh, bred- <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I can't do this. Bread for human consumption discharge millions of tons of methane, <laughs> a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. Livestock accounts for about 18% of gas uh, greenhouse gases, more than all the world's cars, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization has said. This is something you can do for the environment, said McCarthy. Now, you know, aside from the just the obvious humor that's already there, there's actually people that take this seriously. And I got thinking about this, you know, do you think that the producers of meat, you know, the cows, pigs, and sheeps, uh, are actually going to slow down production if People stopped eating meat. If they did follow his advice, that would just mean that there would be more animals there that weren't consumed yeah. uh, to, to emit more gaseous emissions <laughs> into the atmosphere. But it's just, again, you know, here, here you've got somebody that's actually saying something that's true. When – I don't know about you guys, but when I listen to the news and, and all the things on greenhouse gases – they're always blaming human beings mm-hmm. for con- you know being the the majority c- uh, contributor to gaseous emissions, whether it's putting on your deodorant in the morning with, uh, you know, what do they call those? What was that? I can't even remember what it was called. The um,
0: aerosols?
1: Aer- well, the aerosols. There was something in the aerosols that was causing the greenhouse gases. And, mm-hmm. and uh, do you realize that that the majority is from the earth itself that's right. causing greenhouse gases. That's where the majority of it's coming from. Any volcano that God allows to erupt sends out more stuff that causes greenhouse gases than anything else. But anyway, here they're, they're blaming human beings as being the, 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 the worst contributors to, to greenhouse gases. And now all of a sudden you, you find out that all the cars in all the world don't produce as much as the animals around the world, that's crazy. And it's just just un- unbelievable that you know here we've got all these restrictions that have been put on the cars, and they're talking about doing more and more and more. <clears throat> and you know, to be honest with you, I, I really think it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to they're trying to control. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like an alarmist here, but they're trying to control our. Uh, uh, Ability to move around and communicate. And uh, uh, if they can do that, they can control you more and more. I mean, whether it's the the price of gas to slow down our ability to travel or the limitations of cars with their batteries and so forth that will limit our travel. I mean, right now, we have free roam of the whole country. Uh, if they continue to do the things they're doing, you're you're gonna have more and more people stay closer, closer to home and obviously that's a greater way to control the the populace. So I yeah. don't know what you guys think about that, but mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy. Well, well, getting back to the
0: McCartney thing. Here you've got here you got the opportunity to, to to make a worldwide statement. And this is the best you can come up with. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't eat don't eat meat for a couple of you know, days. Fun. Yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's, not, that's the best you got
1: <laughs> well it's almost like you got the scientists trying to prop up these uh uh, uh celebrities to say something so that they can get their agenda across that, well he's got crazy. nothing else to say <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean this is this is the best he's got uh, you know that that uh because there is no god because there is no final authority well then let's let's save uh, Bambi and the animals yeah. you know don't
2: forget about the watermelons.
0: no watermelons
2: you know know, i you know the, the amazing thing to me is uh when you always hear this kind of stuff it's just you know i think a lot of it too is just a side like you were saying eric about you know you don't believe in god so you have to you know believe in something else i mean they have to have an excuse of why the earth is just getting worse and worse you know and and the one side is the biblical side that God said that, you know, it's not because, well, first of all, it's because the, you know, sin has cursed the ground. But God said that this was going to happen. You know, God prophesied that there was going to be earthquakes more and more, you know, in the last times. That, that Jesus mentioned there was going to be pestilences and famines. And, you know, all these, uh, you know, love the earth kind of people, you know, uh, just say that, you know, all this is happening is because how we've treated the earth. You know, and the whole thing is, is that there again. That's just a cop out. You know, I was uh, just uh, last week I was having my haircut, and uh, the barber was talking about. You know, did you just hear about all this? Uh, you know, go green kind of stuff. I think, and he's just out of the blue. He doesn't even know if I like that kind of stuff or not. You know, and and I said I agree with you, man. I said I've never heard you know somebody talk like you're talking in a long time. You know, and and I said you know, I and that's when I was able to get into. You know, I'm a Bible believer, and I believe that all this is happening as a sign saying, hey, you better get ready, Jesus Christ is coming back soon, you know, and, and I was able to witness to him that way, but he said, you know, I agree with you, I agree that this is, you know, he, he didn't really agree with the Jesus part, but uh, <laughs> he agreed with, uh, you know, that this is just some way, again, like you said, Steve, to control us, you know, that the government's yeah. trying to take over, and not to be like, you know, some kind of conspiracy, you know, theory kind of thing, but, I mean, you can see it, I mean, you can see him taking over, and, and uh, you know, again, making an excuse why this is happening away from uh, the Bible explanation.
1: Well, just take a look at this. You know, This is a verse that comes to mind in First Timothy chapter 4. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, yeah. speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Yep. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified with the word of God and prayer. Right. You know, anybody that tells you that you shouldn't or can't, whatever, eat meat is violating the scr- uh, scriptures and And is giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yeah. I mean, that's the Bible. So, you know, aside from just the the common sense of the whole thing.
0: (laughs) And they, obviously, these folks don't spend any time in the Old Testament
1: at all. Oh, absolutely not.
0: You know, I'm just reading through Numbers and, uh, (laughs) you know, they're they're slaughtering lambs and goats and oxen. (laughs) You know, it's just like it's going out of style. Amen. You know? and it's and I as I read through that, I for a minute I think, oh, poor ox, you know he's just, they're, they're cutting their heads off and draining <laughs> the blood and you know sprinkling it all around, and I'm thinking, what would the Peter people think about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'd be picketing, you know. Yeah. Got to probably torch them too. <laughs> this, yeah,
0: this is what this is what this is God saying. This is what you're to do, you know. But
1: what they really, know better. They know better than God, you know. Yeah, you
0: get on shaky ground once you throw God out and throw the Bible out, yeah. and you do. You become your own God, and you make stuff up, and that's it. And uh, since you, uh, since you, since you don't have a God that uh, the true God to worship, you worship not worship animals and mm-hmm. and uh, everything else that creeps on the earth. Right, wacky. It's wacky stuff.
1: And even have to be an animal; it can be a plant. <laughs> people people talk to plants and and uh, encourage them to grow. And I got to tell you,
0: Steve, of- I've been talking to my plants. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't. Have, I'm in an apartment. I don't. I'll have pray pet. for you, Eric. i I'm, I'm in an
0: apartment. I don't have pets, so I have these two plants over by the window, and they're growing really good. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, I need a dog. <laughs> you can send your dog to.
1: Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, water baptism, that's up for this evening. So will you be, well, actually Steve's the one that could baptize, right?
1: I can, yes. He's the ordained. I'm ordained. I'm ordained. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, but Matt's uh, episode tonight is uh, is water baptism essential for salvation, or necessary for salvation. Which, yeah,
2: I mean. Go ahead, man. I, mean, this, th- I mean, this is such, such a big topic. I mean, and it's really a sore subject to a lot of people. You start mm-hmm. talking to people and you, you, know, you tell them what the Word of God says and they say, well, yeah, well, what about this? You know, what about this? And they almost kind of go in circular reasoning, you know, is what it's called and, and just kind of go in a circle, you know. And, and uh, so I hope tonight that I'll be able to, uh, you know, be able to show out of the Bible um, just a clear cut presentation of what God believes on the subject.
0: Amen. And where the Campbellites are on.
2: That's right. <laughs> the water dogs.
0: <laughs> Steve's trying not to join in.
2: Or the, or the, right, or, or the, the dry things. cleaners. Or the what? The dry cleaners. <laughs> the dry clean- <laughs> Whichever way you want to go. Now
1: the dry People are
2: going, what? The dry- what is
1: that? The, the dry cleaners. The you have cleaners. to be down south to understand that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, no, we won't go. We won't go into that stuff. Uh, At least, that's my subject, because uh, we got plenty, plenty of scripture to cover before we get into yeah, that.
1: You're going to be longer than I am, so uh, I'm going to take a nap here in a few minutes. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll call you and wake you up. Hey,
0: some, <laughs> splash some water on you, Steve. Yeah,
2: we'll baptize you again.
0: <laughs> Did you get the second baptism yet,
1: Steve? Uh, I've been baptized several times.
0: Uh, that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's another topic. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead. Uh, Matt, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's go ahead and uh do our episode of the day is water baptism necessary for salvation. Take it away, Matt.
2: Alright, praise the Lord. Thanks guys. Uh you know, I really appreciate this opportunity to be able to just be able to bring this uh, topic and and just be able to just pretty much read about the Word of God. I mean, just show a lot of things from the Word of God. And, and again, the, the subject tonight is, is water baptism necessary for salvation? And like I've said before, I mean, you know, you hear so many people, they've got so many uh, ideas about what baptism is, first of all, uh, what baptism does, And, uh, you know, of course, is baptism part of salvation? You know, do you need to be baptized in water to go to heaven? And, you know, you have so many people that actually use scripture to back up. Yeah, you do need to be baptized uh, to to be able to get saved and go to heaven. Now, I'm just going to be straight up front. And, uh, you know, I don't want to lose anybody here. But I truly believe that God uh, teaches from the Bible that water baptism is only uh, after you get saved. Now, to rightly divide the scriptures, uh, when we read and study the Bible, we must be careful not to apply things in the Bible addressed to other classes other than our own. Now, if you're saved, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, doctrinally to you, you have to be looking at what uh, is being addressed to the Church of God. Uh, If you're, uh, uh, you know, a, a Gentile is not saved, those things in there are addressed to you, going that way. Now... Uh, again, the dangers of not rightly dividing the scriptures, and the biggest and most dangerous example of not right, rightly dividing the scriptures, again, in the Bible, as the different plans of salvation that all these pastors and churches teach to be saved, yet... Most of them use the same Bible. Some say you have to believe but also be baptized. Some say you have to believe and do works to keep it. And then there's others that say you just have to believe and accept Christ as your Savior, which is what I believe. So how do we know which one is Biblically correct today? And the, again, the answer is we have to rightly divide the Word of God. Now, when you look at the Gospels, we're going to start at the Gospels and start rightly dividing from the Gospels all the way up. Now, You've got a lot of preachers that preach out of the Gospels, which is fine. You can preach out of the Gospels, but they try and get their doctrine. They try and get, uh, uh, if all these verses apply for today, right out of uh, the Gospels, trying to get their plan of salvation out of the Gospels. And the problem with you have with that is, uh, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 9, I'm going to show you something. There's something here that a lot of people... Uh, really don't see I think and uh, when they read I know when I first got saved I, was, I read the book of John which is great uh, the book of John I think is the best book for somebody that's a, a new Christian uh, that just got saved to read the reason why is because and I'll go more into this the book of John was written after the synoptic gospels the synoptic gospels are Matthew, Mark, uh, and Luke uh, those are very similar The reason why John is totally different is because it always talks about Jesus Christ saying, believe on me and you'll have everlasting life. And it goes through all that, and we see uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And we see all those plans of salvation, that it's just believing in Jesus Christ. Well, the reason why John is different is because it's written way after the Pauline revelation of the grace of God. And I'll show you that in a minute. Um, But here in Hebrews chapter 9, we see in verse 16, it says, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death death of a testator, for a testament is of force after men are. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll read that again. For a testament is of force after men are dead; otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Uh, whereupon, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. So we here in we see here in verse 17 that uh that a Testament is of force after men are dead. So Jesus Christ was not dead until uh, uh, until Matthew chapter twenty eight and was risen again. Now we see that all throughout, you, you know, you start reading. I remember reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and reading through this, and people would ask Jesus Christ. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to go to heaven? All this kind of stuff. And Jesus would give all these answers, like you must keep the Ten Commandments, Uh, you know, sell all that thou hast, uh, and give to the poor, and, and, and follow me, and all this kind of stuff. And I'd be like, well, wait a minute. You know, he just asked him, how do you have eternal life? And why didn't he just say, well, believe on me and accept me as your Savior? The whole reason why is because God, because Jesus Christ was living in the Old Testament still. And you'll see that if you look in, uh, Let's see here. Uh, if you look in uh, Galatians chapter 4, turn with me re- there real quick. Galatians chapter 4, you'll see that Jesus Christ came under the law. He had to fulfill the law when he was here. Um, Galatians chapter 4, and look in verse 4 with me. It says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. So we see here that Jesus Christ came under the law. Uh, You also see in, uh, I'm trying to think where it is right now. Uh, It's Matthew chapter five. In Matthew chapter five, Jesus says, I'm not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. He said that he didn't come to, you know, break down the law and not, uh, you know, try and, do the law when Jesus Christ was here, he kept the Ten Commandments. He kept all the commandments of God, and he was sinless. And uh, you know, when people asked him, "Hey, what do you have to do to have eternal life?" when he was living on this earth, when Jesus Christ was living on this earth, he would tell them, "Yes, you have to keep the Ten Commandments. And if you do sin, you know, if you don't keep the Ten Commandments, which nobody could, they'd have to go and they'd have to sacrifice an animal for their sins to cover their sins. And uh, and the thing is, you don't hear a lot of preaching about that." But that makes that all fall in place. I mean, when you look at the Gospels now, and you see Jesus Christ saying all these things to him, how to have eternal life, that all deals with the Old Testament, because the death of a testator hasn't happened yet. So that New Testament hasn't taken effect yet. There's no force. There's no power to it. And, uh, you know, you see that division in the Bible where it says New Testament, and you start reading the book of Matthew. Well, wait a minute. The New Testament hasn't taken effect yet, but it's just showing you the Gospels of Christ. Now, also, the thing is that you see is that in the Gospels, Jesus Christ came to his chosen race first. Now, I'm not going to read over all these verses, uh, but if you look in Matthew chapter 15 and starting verse 22 and go to verse 26, here is a woman from Canaan, which is a Gentile. Now, get that, she's a Gentile, and she came to Jesus and asked for help. Now, Jesus is a Jew and he was to the Jews. It says right here but look at what says uh look at what Jesus says to her in verse 24. He said, but he answered and said I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So there you see those divisions again. Uh those are essential three different people. You've got the Gentiles and 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 the Jews there, the Israelites. So you've got him saying to this Gentile woman, I'm not sent but until to the lost sheep of Israel. Then you see in Matthew chapter 10 verses 5 through 6. Jesus tells his apostles uh, go not unto the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans. The Samaritans were half uh, breeds between Jews and Gentiles. Answer ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you hear, you hear Jesus Christ telling his apostles, his 12 apostles, don't go to the Gentiles, go to the nation of Israel, go to the Israelites. In uh, Romans chapter 9, verses 4 through 5, it says, we, uh, Who are the Israelites? Uh, whose are the fathers? And of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came uh... in romans chapter fifteen verse eight it says now i see that jesus christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of god to confirm the promises made unto the fathers so we see that jesus christ first came to the jews to his chosen race uh, and the reason why he came is because he was trying to set up a physical literal kingdom for the jews now this kingdom is always called the kingdom of heaven in the bible in uh, Matthew chapter three, verse one, John the Baptist preached, "Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." That literal, physical kingdom. The same thing was preached by Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen. And Jesus Christ told the twelve apostles in Matthew chapter ten, verse seven, to preach the same exact thing. There was nothing there about uh, about Christ as your blood atonement, about it, receiving Jesus Christ as your savior just by calling upon Him. Um, it was all about setting up a physical, literal kingdom. Now, we must then be careful not to get our plan of salvation from the Gospels, since the majority of it was to the Jews and under the Old Testament. Now, that's the big thing that you got to get. That's the whole thing that I was talking about, rightly dividing. Because you have a lot of people that say you have to do all these works. You have to try and keep the Ten Commandments uh. Also, uh, that's essential to get saved. And the whole thing is that they'll use a lot of these verses where people tell, ask Jesus Christ, hey, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And now you can show them, hey, wait a minute. You know, Jesus Christ came to the Jews, and then you can show them in Hebrews chapter 9, listen, uh, the New Testament hadn't even taken effect yet. And that's the whole reason why Jesus Christ said those things. Now, the other thing you see is the apostles were kingdom-minded. I mean, you could see that the apostles didn't know about Jesus Christ dying uh, for their sins and, and raising in the third day. You see in Matthew chapter 19, verse 28, uh, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit uh, in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Uh... And uh, the rest of these verses, I'll put on uh, the show notes. But you see here that uh, the apostles uh, knew that Jesus Christ was speaking here. The prophecies found in Isaiah chapter nine, verses six through seven, and Jan- uh, Daniel chapter two, verse forty-four, and etc., about the uh, the kingdom that Jesus Christ was bringing on this earth for the nation of Israel. Now. God's prophetic plan was to bring salvation to the Gentiles, but it was through a converted Israel. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus Christ did have to die. I mean, it was prophesied he was going to die, and that's the only way that we can get to heaven by Jesus Christ dying and rise again. But I truly believe, and this is just, you know, this is what I believe, uh, that Jesus Christ would have died. Even if Israel, uh, the majority of Israel, would have accepted him as a Messiah, that most likely the Pharisees or the, uh, the great uh, elders and all those people would have taken him and crucified him. And killed him. Um, so, you might be asking, so what are you saying then? None of the Gospels is for us today. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Again, we can find many Church Age doctrines that are found in the Gospels, such as again, like I've said, John chapter three, verse three: "You must be born again." But because Christ first came to set up His kingdom, much of it has to do with the kingdom, uh, uh, kingdom age salvation, which is the thousand year reign of Christ. Uh, And you'll find a lot of that kind of stuff in the Sermon on the Mount, like Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter 7. And also the event that will take place before the kingdom, which is the seven years of tribulation. And, uh, you know, something like that, uh, an example of that is, he that endures to the end shall be saved. You hear so many people saying that, well, you have to endure, you know, you have to... Uh, You get saved, but then you have to endure to the end. Well, wait a minute. That's talking about the tribulation time. When Jesus Christ was on here, he was talking a lot about tribulation events and and also the millennial kingdom events uh, and how you're going to get saved in those areas. Now, uh, you might be saying, okay, then where do we get our plan of salvation for today? How do we know where to look uh, to be able to know for sure how we're going to get to heaven for today? Uh, Today we get our doctrine from the Apostle Paul, and you'll find that all through all the Pauline epistles. Now you say, well, why? What's so special about him? Now you see, like we discussed, Christ first came to his people, the Jews, to set up the kingdom, and God gave the nation of Israel three chances to receive the kingdom. Now the first chance was when John the Baptist, he was sent by the Father, was beheaded, so there's strike one. Uh, The second chance, Jesus the Son was crucified, so there's strike two. And then the third one, in Acts chapter 7, you see Stephen, he was full of the Holy Ghost, and he also said uh, in his preaching to them, you e always do resist the Holy Ghost. So there's the Holy Ghost, and Stephen was stoned. So strike three. So the third chance that God gave uh, the nation of Israel to receive him, uh, they they rejected it. So strike three, they're out. The 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 Israelites are out. Now here... We see that, again, all three uh, preached the kingdom, and all three times they were eventually rejected. Now, after the last rejection, rejection with Stephen in Acts chapter 7, now you see the, the three races of the whole entire world get saved in order in the next three chapters. Now, you might say, "Well, that's just, uh, you know, coincidence. Uh, let's look at it. Uh, you got uh, Ham, all right, the descendants of Ham. They, uh, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch gets saved in Acts chapter 8, verse 37. All right, so you got Ham there. You got Shem in the next chapter. Acts chapter 9, verses 4 through 6, you get Paul gets saved. And then you get Japheth. Cornelius gets saved. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. So you see the next three chapters right after the nation of Israel gets uh, put on the back burner because they rejected the kingdom and the Messiah. You see that the next uh, you get all the three races of the world getting saved by uh, um, just, uh, um, right afterwards. All right. So right after the Jews reject the kingdom for the last time, right in a row, all three races of the world, get the gospel and get saved. Now the message now is directed to the Gentiles and you'll see that in Acts chapter 13. Turn with me there real quick. We'll go to Acts chapter 13. I know I've been reading a lot of these verses and, and, uh, going through a lot. I'm sorry if I'm rushing a lot. I'm just, uh, trying to get everything in there. I got a lot to say, uh, like always, uh, but Acts chapter 13, Again, I really think this is going to be a blessing if you really get this down. And, and again, it might take you a while to fully understand it, but once you do, this whole Bible will just uh, just fall right in place. A lot of the things that might have stood out to you before and been like, "Man, what you know? What is that all about?" That doesn't make sense to how I actually accepted Christ as my Savior. Um, again, Acts chapter thirteen, in verse forty-six, uh, the Bible says, "Then Paul and Barnabas wax bold." And said it was necessary that the Word of God should first have been spoken to you, talking to the uh to the Jews, but seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. so again, we see the division here we see that the the uh the Jews have been put off to the back burner now, and now uh Paul and Barnabas in the gospels now taken out to the Gentiles um <clears throat> let's see here. So now the kingdom is not available to the Jews until the thousand millennial reign of Christ that will take place when uh, Romans chapter 11, verses 25 through 26 calls it the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So right now, since the uh, nation of Israel is put on a back burner, we're in a time called the time of the Gentiles. And you'll also see that in Luke chapter 21, verse 24. Now, why Paul? Why do you say, you know, why, why do we take Paul's gospels? Why, why do we take what he says to be our plan of salvation? Well, you'll see because Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. In Romans chapter 11, verse 13, the Bible says, For I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Um, You'll also see that uh, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 7. Paul says, but contrawise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, talking about the uh the Gentiles, was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was committed unto Peter. So you see that Paul took out the gospel to the Gentiles, and Peter took out the uh, gospel to the uh, Jews. So <clears throat> The whole thing is, is Peter went to the Jews and uh, and Paul went to the Gentiles. So we would, go, we would look to what Paul says. And again, we follow what Paul's gospel says. Romans chapter 2 verse 16 says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So it looks like we have to really pay attention to what Paul says. Now the biggest thing we see here also about Paul is that the mystery of the church, again, the church is the body of Christ, those that have accepted Christ as their Savior. So that means... Uh, to be in the church of God, all this was revealed to Paul. Nobody knew about this before this. Again, all that they knew was, um, you know, that the kingdom was coming, that the Messiah was coming, and that they rejected him. And now here, Paul was given this revelation in Colossians chapter 1, uh, verses 24 through 27. Let's go there real quick, and you'll see this. Colossians chapter 1, verses 24, and we'll hit at 27. It says, Who now rejoice?" Uh, In my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, which which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you'll also see this in Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 1 through 11. Now, uh, Paul was given the revelation personally by God in verse 3. Uh, so, for our church age, again, body of Christ doctrine, we need to look in the Pauline epistles for that. Now, again, a lot of this stuff in the Gospels can be for us today, and, uh, and even after the Pauline epistles, like Hebrews uh, and 1st and 2nd Peter and, and James and the book of Revelation. Whatever lines up with the Pauline epistles, then you can go ahead and and claim that doctrinally for you today. But if there's something that does not line up with the Pauline epistles, then you need to say, you know what, that's not for me today. Now again, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So it's profitable, all scripture is profitable But the thing is, is does it doctrinally apply to you today? Uh, Now you might say, okay, well, what about the book of Acts? We went through the Gospels. We know that the Pauline epistles are right and all that, that we need to follow that for our plan of salvation for today. But what about the book of Acts? Now, the thing you have to understand about the book of Acts is a transition book. It's a time of transitioning from, number one, Jew to Gentile, number two, law to grace, and number three, it went from the apostle Peter again, he was the apostle of the circumcision to the apostle Paul, which is the uh the apostle of the uncircumcision, so the book of Acts is just such a damning book, and it sends so many to hell uh again because they don't rightly divide the Word of God now think about this I mean God was going from the Old Testament, you have to keep the Ten Commandments if you don't keep the Ten Commandments, uh, then you have to sacrifice uh a lamb and you you know you have to uh, so that you can wash away your sins. And then for God just to just cut that off and say, okay, now you just have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior. I mean, for something like that to happen, even with all the miracles that Jesus Christ did to show Him that He was the Messiah, even with all that, it was still very difficult for them to understand and totally grasp because they're so used to doing all these works to get to heaven uh, along with faith. Now, so what you have God do is transitioning, and that transition is is uh, written and, uh, and revealed in the book of Acts. Now I'm going to show you something real quick. We'll be real quick about this, but, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to skip it cause it's going to be too long, but I'm going to show this in the show notes and I'm going to show you how the book of Acts is a transition book. Now in Acts chapter two, verse 38, you have Peter and it says right here, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy ghost. Now, here, Paul tell, or Peter tells them that you have to repent and you have to be baptized in water to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, again, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're put into the body of Christ. You're saved. You're born again. So Peter says here, yeah, to be saved, you have to, you do have to repent, like we believe. But then he says you have to be baptized, every one of you, to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now this, again, is where they, where, where uh, those that believe in water baptism have a verse to say, hey, yeah, you do need to uh, be baptized in water. But let's go on. I'm going to go on to him real quick. Acts chapter 8, and you look in verse uh, 12 through 22, you see here that they had to believe, they had to repent, And they had to be baptized in water, but they didn't receive the Holy Ghost until they had hands laid on them. Now, you'll have to look that up on your own time. Uh, Don't take my word for it, but here it was different than Acts 2.38. Then again, in Acts chapter 10, verses 43 through 48, you have here that they had to believe and they had to repent to receive the Holy Ghost, but they did not have to be baptized in water or have hands laid on them to be saved. They received the Holy Spirit without any water baptism. Now, you can see there that there's a lot of different things going on in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16, verse 31 says, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Here, all they had to do was that they just had to receive the Holy Ghost by just believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see all these differences. Acts chapter 19, verses two through six says that they believed and they repented and were baptized, but they didn't receive the Holy Ghost until Paul laid his hands on them. So you can see here that God slowly transitioned from law to grace and from Jew to Gentile. And it's all recorded in the book of Acts. Now, again, from Romans to Philemon, the Pauline epistles, it is all clear how to be saved. You say, okay, how do I be saved? And how, what, what, is the, well, what does Paul tell us how to be saved? Number one, you have to understand your sin and you deserve hell. Uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, he says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verse 10 says, uh, There is none righteous, no, not one. And you see in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, Paul's telling all, this all this to us. uh, uh for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And He also tells us that we have to repent of our sins. We have to turn from our sins and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to leave our sins behind us. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse ten talks about this. Acts chapter twenty verse twenty one tells us this. And you also—it's uh, just all through the Pauline epistles that you have to repent of your sins. Now, uh, the third thing you have to do is you have to believe in your heart that Christ died for you and rose again and call upon him to be your savior. You see in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, it talks about this. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you have in the book of Acts, it's just all this going all over the place, you know, some works, uh, some believing. And that's the way that God just slowly transitioned from that on. And then from Romans to Philemon, you see it totally clear. Uh, Again, the Apostle of the Gentiles shows us perfectly that right now, for the time of the Gentiles, it's clear how to be saved, and it's just by receiving Christ as your Savior. No water baptism, no works at all, just accepting Christ as your Savior. Again, what about being baptized? Uh, again, we see that there's two different baptisms here we've seen. The one is a spiritual baptism. When we accept Christ as our Savior, uh, uh, we get baptized by the Holy Spirit spiritually. And again, that's in First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13, and John chapter 3, verse 11. Um, now, again, we're saved by Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. I gave you a lot of those verses, again, about there's no works involved. It's just believing in Jesus Christ. Now, another verse that, they, that, that the people that believe in water baptism like to go to is 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, if you go to 1 Peter chapter 3 with me real quick, uh, we'll see what they're talking about here. Now, baptism with water is the like figure of what has happened to us inside. Now, I have gotten baptized, but I got baptized after I've accepted Christ as my Savior. All right. So once I received the Holy Spirit uh, from accepting Christ as my Savior, uh, I knew that I had to made a, make a public public profession of what's happened inside. And when you get put under into that water, you're showing the world... That hey, listen, I've accepted Christ as my Savior, and when you get put down in the water, you're being buried like Jesus Christ was, and then when you rise out of that water, you're being raised anew. You're the, you're you're saying that you're putting down your flesh, you're dying to your flesh, and uh, raising anew and living for the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you're a new creature. And I mean, what a blessing that is, just to be able to show the world uh, that you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Uh, and again, water baptism has nothing to do with your uh, salvation. Romans, First uh, Peter, chapter three. And verse twenty says, Which sometime were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of ark while the ark was a preparing uh wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Now listen to this, verse twenty-one. The like figure wherein to even baptism doth also now save us. Now, right there, a lot of these people that talk about water baptism like to stop right there. They like to say, See? Uh, it says right here, the like figure where, uh, where into even baptism does also now save us. And they just stop there. Well, the problem you have to look at here, uh, the big thing that should be flashing out with you is the second word in that verse. It says like, the like figure. You have to always look at what like and as are in the Bible. Um, verse 21 says, the like figure whereinto even baptism does also now save us. And don't don't stop there. It says, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh works, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, purely spiritual, it says right here, by the res- resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this is talking about spiritual baptism. This is not talking about water baptism. And uh, you see that right there. I mean, there's just, there, they don't finish that verse. They like to stop there and say, water baptism saves us. <clears throat> so again, you say, what about uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 38? Again, Acts is a transition book. Uh, now let's look very closely at who this verse was directed to. Now I'm almost done here. I'm on my last uh, two pages, I promise. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We have to, again, see who this verse was addressed to. Now, Peter is telling the Jews that the man that they have crucified, Jesus Christ, is both Lord and Christ. When the Jews heard this, uh, they were pricked in their heart, it says, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And you'll see that in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, this is directed only to the Jews. Now, if you look in Acts chapter 2, and you look in verse 5, it says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews. All right, so this is who Peter was talking to. In verse 22, he says, Ye men of Israel... Again, this is, this is uh, addressed to the Jews. Verse 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that, both, that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now this is not to the Gentiles. This is not addressed to the Gentiles. And the question here is not how can we be saved, but what do we do now that we have just crucified our Messiah? Now, Peter and the majority of the Jews didn't even know that the Gentiles could get saved until Acts chapter 10. Now, in Acts chapter 10, God showed Peter in a vision that the Gentiles can be saved as well. God had to show Peter that the Gentiles were no longer unclean and unacceptable for salvation. Now, God had to put him in a trance to show him this three times. You see Peter Peter having to go uh, through things three times a lot of times. uh, And show him that, uh, to convince him that the Gentiles have been cleansed. And you'll see that in verses 15 through 16. Now, in verse 28, Peter says right here, and he quotes, And he said unto them, Ye know how that it was an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company Or come into one of another nation, but God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. And then you look in verses 34 and 35, and Peter says, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. So, doctrinally, Gentiles could have been saved and born again ever since Pentecost, ever since Acts chapter 2. Just as the Jews, uh, but uh, not many knew about it until God revealed it to Peter in Acts chapter 10 now peter's about to preach in acts chapter two verse three, uh, peter's about to preach just like acts two thirty eight uh, here, but again, uh, we see that right when he gets ready to say, "Repent and be baptized here in acts chapter ten verse forty three he said to him, "Give all the prophets witness that through his name talking about Jesus Christ." Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Now, here in Acts chapters ten, those that believed and uh, those that believed received the Holy Ghost. And the Jews that were there were still astonished that, and I quote, "On the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost." And you'll find that in Acts chapter ten, verse forty-five. So you see here that Cornelius gets uh, uh, saved, and then he gets baptized. Uh, but you see that he was he had already received the Holy Ghost. So salvation now has turned from national, the nation of Israel, to individual. And the Gentile salvation is just as valid as the Jews. Again, we're in the time of the Gentiles now, and it's a Gentile salvation, not a Jewish salvation. <clears throat> now we see in uh, Paul now preaches in Acts chapter 13. And he preaches the same Gentile faith gospel uh, Peter preached in Acts chapter 10. But Paul didn't receive it from Peter. He received it directly from God. And uh, you'll see that in Galatians chapter 1, verse 12, where, he, where Paul says, For I neither received it of men, uh, talking about uh, the gospel of Christ, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now he ends his preaching in Acts chapter 13, verse 39 with, And by him talking about Jesus Christ all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified from the law of Moses so he clears it up right there he says you can't be you can't be saved by anything but just accepting Christ as your savior no works no no uh, law of Moses which means no baptism now why would you stay in acts chapter 2 verse 38 when the plan of salvation has changed now even though peter paul and a few others understood salvation was not only through faith apart from works Many other Jews were not convinced, and a meeting was held uh, to settle this issue. And you'll see that in Acts chapter 15. And I uh, I truly believe that Acts chapter 15 is the most important chapter in the book of Acts on salvation, not Acts chapter 2. So many people you, you talk to every single day in and day out that believe in uh, water baptism keep going back to Acts chapter 2. Why stay there when it's just uh, gradually changed? Uh uh in in Acts chapter 15 is the most important book because uh in chapter 15 it finalizes and settles the matter of how salvation is obtained by every believer from now until the rapture takes place. Now you'll see here that two problems were addressed. Some taught number 1 a person must do something like be circumcised and keep the law to be saved. Acts chapter 15, verse one. And that would just be like, have to do with, uh, like water baptism that you you have to be baptized, uh, to be saved. Number two, they also believe the person must do something works to stay saved. Acts chapter 15, verse five. Now here in Acts chapter 15, verses eight and nine, Peter clears up all the confusion once and for all and tells the jews that god has now put no difference between the jews and the gentiles then in verse 11 he hands with but we believe that through the grace of the lord jesus christ we talking about the jews shall be saved Even as they talking about the Gentiles, so here Peter's saying we as the Jews, as the nation of Israel, are now going to be saved just like the Gentiles are saved. Because again, we're in the time of the Gentiles now. So here you see that salvation is no longer by the Jewish method of Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, but by the Gentiles the method revealed in Acts chapter ten and later, uh, such as Acts chapter fifteen and thirteen. Now, the Jews can, of course, still be saved, but they must be saved just as the Gentiles are by trusting Christ as their sole redemption. Now, the Gentiles are the wild olive branch that we see that are grafted into the root uh, of God's salvation tree until the natural branches, the Jews, are grafted back in after the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And you'll see that in Romans chapter 11, verses 17 through 27. Now, I'll give all the verses on water baptism about all the verses that show that somebody is saved first, have accepted Christ as their Savior, and then get baptized afterwards. Um, And you'll see that in Acts chapter 8 and so on. But I just wanted to show you, and I think this is so important uh, to be able to understand uh, how to rightly divide the Word of God. Now, if you can rightly divide the Word of God by this, by number one, um, seeing again uh, who the portion of Scripture is from, Number two, who the passage was addressed to or written to. And number three, does it doctrinally apply today? It'll take, up, uh, it'll take care of everything. It'll make it so that you're not preaching or teaching heresy or believing in heresy uh, or anything of that matter, whether it be water baptism or any other kind of maybe work salvation or you have to work to stay saved or anything else that is out there. So I thank you for your time and uh, what a blessing it was. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for that lesson, that
1: episode. A lot of scripture. (laughs) Why do you always laugh when I say that? Because you have a lot of scripture, I'm telling you.
2: Just the way you say it, brother, you you kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. It's, it's like I said, it's just such a blessing to be able to, you know, truly rightly divide the word of God. And like I said, I mean, it just totally opens up the scripture.
1: Amen. Well, there's a lot of things that you that you had in there. I mean, just uh, you know, there's there's so many different facets of of baptism. I mean, uh, you know, you have those that believe in infant baptism, and, and I you know, I don't know that you really mentioned that specifically, but you know, there's not a verse in the scripture that's that shows that a person is to uh, infant or to baptize an infant. And uh, when I asked someone to show me a verse, uh, this is what they gave me. They gave me Acts chapter 16 yeah. uh, with the Philippian jailer. And, uh, you know, he asked the question, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Uh, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And I you know, pressed him further, and, and, and he said, well, keep reading it. And he said, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord. And uh, to all that were in his house, and he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. We had brought them to the house and set them in meat and for, so forth and so on. And uh, they're believing in God with all his house. And they said, well, obviously he had to have had a baby in there, and therefore infant baptism is, is, is okay, And I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. (laughs)
2: There's there's
1: nothing in there at all. Like you had already alluded to, uh, some of the show notes that you have uh, is going to show that belief took place first. Now, you know what they do. I mean, I was baptized this way uh, as an infant. And, you know, I'm not blaming anybody or, or putting blame on my parents or anything. But they had either my parents or the godparents, as they had. Uh, at that time w- were believing for me, uh, and therefore i was was baptized The thing that that really uh, i think propagated this notion was the fact that they were trying to get rid of what they call original sin yeah. and they th- they felt that baptism was a way to wash away original sin, but then that leads you to another verse there uh, that you already quoted in first peter chapter three and verse twenty one obviously you 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 drew attention to the fact that it was a like figure it's a picture wherein to even baptism does also now save us but notice what it says the next part not the putting away of the filth of the flesh it doesn't wash away the sins. Amen. We we have a song that we sing what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's, you can't find it in the Scripture where the blood of Jesus Christ, I mean, the, the water in water baptism washes away your sins. Yeah. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that does that. And, of course, baptism is, is a testimony, as you already mentioned. As it says there in the remainder of that verse, it says it is the answer of a good conscience towards God but basically stating I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ and I'm willing to testify to the world that I am his and baptism demonstrates that so there's a lot of things I mean I got another verse I don't know if you know give somebody else a chance if you don't come up with it maybe I'll give it again but but uh, there's just a lot of things about baptism and of course it is a hot button and and people are very sensitive about it well, uh, why do you think that is Steve well, it has to do with what their church has taught them, and they're counting on what their church has taught them to be true, and when you show them that it's not, then they're automatically defensive about that. Right. Uh, and and it's sad, but they'd rather believe what their church taught as opposed to what the Bible says. And of course, as Matt already brought out, there's there's things like in Acts 2, which I believe They had to be baptized in order to be saved. But But it's not answering the right question. You know, men and brethren, what shall we do? Obviously, Matt already brought that up. That's in regards to crucifying Jesus Christ to the nation of Israel. The real question is is asked there in Acts chapter 16, sirs, what must I do to be saved? mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, you get that same uh, type of question from the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, and we went through that a little bit in the podcast about the the Word of God, uh, which Bible's the right one, uh, where they take away his confession, and they just have him getting bapti- baptized, which teaches baptismal regeneration in the new Bibles. Right, uh, the right Bible gives it gives it the proper context in, in showing that he made a confession first. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and Philip says, "All right, since you believe that, let's." He said, what doth hinder me to be baptized? Well, he made his confession, and then you could be baptized. But, you know, people are just uh, very sensitive to that because it's, it's what they're counting on, what their church has taught them uh, to count on to get them to heaven.
0: Hmm. And for me, you know, the First uh, 1 Corinthians 1.17 where Paul says, for Christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel.
1: That's the one I left out, hoping that somebody else would get it. Yes, you're right.
0: You know now, if, if 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 baptism was essential for salvation, how could he say that? Amen. If you if he's not sent to baptize, and and John four two, though Jesus himself baptized not, right? But his disciples, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Then you know, if you're if you're mm-hmm. saying baptism is the uh, necessary ingredient for salvation,
1: I mean Plug God. Up. I'm sorry, go ahead, Steve. Uh, go ahead, man. I, I, I'll get it later. Uh,
2: you know, like you were saying, Eric, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, did not baptize anybody. <laughs> you know, and then and then the Apostle Paul, the greatest Christian that ever lived, uh, again, that had the revelation of the grace of God that God gave to him um, uh, about the church, you know, about the uh, the Jew and the Gentile being uh baptized spiritually again by just accepting christ as their savior and being put into the body of christ um you know never baptizing that well you know that that he said that god uh never uh, he wasn't sent to baptize you know and and again like you were saying with that i mean the two most important people in the new testament uh say that they really weren't sent to baptize you know i mean that should tell you like you were saying right then and there that uh you know if it was so important for salvation that Paul would have said i oh, I've come to save people and preach the gospel so I'm going to baptize also you know he would have said something like that, you know right,
0: yeah, they'd be hey quick get in the water for you for before yeah. you, you lose it or you know you die and it's it's, it's you know it's
1: again well, people
0: I, not rightly dividing,
1: yeah, people don't use common sense uh, go back to first Peter chapter three and verse twenty it says uh it talks about Noah and them, it says which sometimes were disobedient when the when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the Ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls were saved by water. Now let me ask you a question. <laughs> Did they get wet? <laughs> That's good. Hey, Amen. That is good. No. And and if they didn't get wet, if it's the like figure, and now you're putting them under the water and getting wet? How is that the same? Yeah. yeah, you know, see, people don't use common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they just see that well, eight eight souls were saved uh, by water. Uh, well, I guess we got to get baptized. Well, they don't even really think about what what transpired there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were saved by water by by the boat. Being in the boat, number one, <laughs> but number two, that the, the, the boat allowed them with the water rising above the damnation of everything underneath them. And, you know, so it, it like I said, they, they just don't use common sense and they don't think about it. And uh, therefore they jump to conclusions and they jump to the wrong conclusions and they're not correct according to the word of God. Amen. All right. Well, I
0: think uh I think it's time to wrap this one up. And uh thanks again, Matt, for bringing us that uh that lesson. And um huh. I, again, another good one. Yeah.
2: Praise God. Thank yeah. you.
0: I don't know if it's going to be 140 hits like the Angels, <laughs> the Angels have wings.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh we'll see. Praise the Lord. You know, in, in all seriousness, I I do hope that, uh, you know, like I said before, I mean, this has really helped me out as a Christian in the walk with the Lord and, and uh, you know, just to strengthen me as a Christian as well uh, to be able to rightly divide and also, you know, just show people, yeah, I mean, you might believe that water baptism is needed for salvation. And again, like we showed in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, that they did have to be baptized. But is that, you know, you have to rightly divide and see if that really is for us today. And that just, like I said so many times, it just opens up the scriptures and shows it plainly that's not for us today. You know, I just hope it's a, it's, you know, that, that I can be, you know, this, this study can be a blessing for either maybe somebody that's a Christian or even maybe somebody that believes that you have to be baptized to be saved. will kind of see now, you know, the uh, the divisions here.
0: Amen. Okay, and again uh, email you can certainly reach us at uh that's in the bible at gmail.com. dot com. That's T H A T S I N T H E B I B L E. That's in the Bible at gmail.com. So if you have a uh, something you wanna send us, write to us an audio clip, a uh, question, an audio clip, we'll we'll try and put that on the show. If you want to just go to our website at that's in the dot com. Um, you can also add your comments right there uh, at the conclusion of the show notes. There's a spot there for each episode for you to leave some comments. And uh, we've had some recent ones from from the last one, that uh, Doctrine of the Great Deep, and uh, some others. So you might want to check those out as well.
1: Then, well, Let, let me uh, just add one thing here before you finally close it out, Eric, is, uh, you know, if someone has a suggestion for a uh, uh, podcast or a Bible study that they'd like to hear about, uh, they could uh, also leave that kind of a comment as well. And, and if we don't have something prepared already, we could certainly put something together uh, to try to uh, maybe be current with those that are listening for things that they're interested in so if Mm -hmm. you have a suggestion uh, you know please leave that in the comments uh, section and and we'll do our best to try to answer those.
2: Amen. It'll help Steve out because he's running out of topics aren't you Steve?
1: Yeah absolutely (laughs) I'm struggling right now (laughs) (laughs) keep taking all the good ones here (laughs) man
0: Amen. All right, guys well Let's see. Uh, we're we're about an hour and a half here. A All constant. right.
1: Oh wow! I think you took it, man. All Didn't right. <laughs> Next time we're going for two hours. <laughs> yeah, we're going to lose listeners right and left.
0: <laughs> Don't forget, folks. You uh, you can pause. You can pause. You can stop. Come back. Uh, pick up. Listen to it again. We try to give you your money's worth, which <laughs> which in this case you're not paying anything. <laughs> so, but. Uh,
2: up time (laughs) there's in time
0: a lot of good information there there's a lot of things that uh, you may want to break it down and listen to it and jot down a few ideas and notes but again thanks we thank you for those that are tuning in and those that are subscribing it's a great way to make sure you don't miss an episode you can hit subscribe on our website or you can go right to iTunes and uh, type in at the uh, iTunes store that's in the Bible and you'll find us there too alright guys have a great week
1: you You do do the same Eric, Matt Lord bless you
0: and uh, Lord willing we'll see everybody back here next time
1: Amen.
2: Amen epistles then you need to say you know what that's not for me today now again